Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to my birthday week. It's always so exciting to have extra special guests on my show during my birthday week, because this is my birthday show since my birthday is on Friday the 3rd. And I love my birthday week because it reminds me to celebrate all the amazing things that have happened in my life, even if I don't think they're so amazing at the time. Because life is a journey, and every single thing that happens to us in life makes us who we are. So I'm really grateful for that, and I'm really grateful for all of you listeners out there who listen to me every week live on iHeartRadio or Waxy AM and FM, or those who listen on the podcast because you're keeping us up there in in the rankings every month, and you're telling us how much this show means to you. So I'm so grateful for that. So keep those comments coming to Laura, um, to me, at, at the Laura Stewart on Twitter. I love, love, love my Twitter buddies. Okay, everybody, my guest today is... Somebody who took a leap of faith with me when I first changed careers and wrote my book, and he and his company were one of the very first sponsors of my speaking. And we've known each other for over three years now, and I have to tell you, this man has so much integrity, so much knowledge and wisdom, and asks so many brilliant questions. I'm grateful we finally got to get Joe on the show. So Joe Foley is the CEO but that's a client experience officer, not just the typical CEO, client experience officer at CorporateDisc.com, a 32-year-old business specializing in media, print, and packaging fulfillment. But he's a lot more than that. He's been known in the industry as the trusted authority to get what you need done. They are known to most people as Disc.com. They acquired their URL in 1995. They've been in business for 32 years. Joe's Abundant Future Mindset Target is establishing Disc.com as the preeminent global provider of, get this, crowdfunding reward fulfillment. Talk about how a business has changed from day one to now. The future focus at Disc will be a single focus on helping heart-centered entrepreneurs and organizations whose purpose is to make a positive impact in the world. Joe is so inspirational, so transformational when you get to know him. He personally still provides service to his clients on a daily basis. His number one role in life, though, is to be a great father to his daughters and to smile every day while thinking about how grateful he is. Please welcome to the show, Joe Foley. Thank you, Laura. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to visit with you. I'm so excited you're here. And you just got back from a trip to a mastermind that you're a part of. Right. Um, I'd like you to talk a little bit about that because you've been in business for 32 years. You're the guy that should be leading all these things. You've got all the experience. Why are masterminds so important to you? Oh, it's, it's unbelievable, Laura. I, I joined the group about uh, five years ago, and it was I was I was really nervous, and it's expensive to join this particular group. And I had read about, you know, in those self-help books, I think it's uh, Napoleon Hill or Clement Stone or maybe Andrew Carnegie. Somebody, an old-fashioned guy, had formed these groups, and they were like leaders of these giant corporations, and they would get together, 
and try to try to help each other. So I figured I was gonna I was gonna check one of these out. I, I knew at the very least at least I would be able to talk to a few of my clients that I knew were in the group because I have some really cool clients that are you know kind kind of famous, but I don't get to visit with them. You know I work with the people on their team and. Uh, sometimes several people on the team are like people we talk to daily, but we don't get to talk to the real kind of superstar people. So, so I joined this group, and it's amazing when people that are really successful get together and they're they're focusing on um, how they can share some value. So, like the secret of being in a group is not like what you get out of it. It's what you can contribute to the people around you. So I think that's what makes it really amazing. Now, your business, I mean, just in the five years you've been on the mastermind, has changed a lot. But how would you say over 32 years in business, your business has changed? And what have you learned about yourself and business? Oh, my gosh. Well, so many things have happened from the early days, being that we're connected to technology, the, our customers changed, our products changed. There's certain things were consistent, like we were always focused on providing an incredible service. Our products went from, remember those big 8-inch floppy diskettes? I do. And then five and a quarter inch floppies. So we used to take those and put them in boxes of 10 because all the computer geeks, uh, and I don't mean that, you know. I'm a computer geek. It's a compliment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So everybody used to keep them on their desk. And then we would just print companies' names on the envelope. So it was very simple service in the very beginning, but. Everybody wanted a box of 10, and they were just going through them like crazy because they didn't store really too much information. And then um, we've always been listening to people who ask questions, and people on the phone would say, do you know how to make copies of programs? And we'd say, oh, no, sorry, we, we just print on the diskettes. But luckily, enough people asked that question, and the light went off inside our head, and we said, we got to figure out how to make copies of these. And then somebody called up on the phone and asked us if we wanted to buy a copy machine that copies diskettes, and we go, of course we do. So we grabbed, we grabbed one of those, and we ended up um, growing and growing and growing because the computer software was just, you know, on fire. Every time uh, there were, Microsoft would make a version change, you know, like now it's automatically downloaded to you, but in the old days, you had to get a new diskette. Every time there was a version, you know, like Microsoft used to be 3.0, and then it was 3.1 and 3.11 and 3.12, so every time that happened, we would get a, a reorder. And everything was going great. We're printing lots of books, you know, software manuals. They used to be called user guides and getting started guides. But 
all of a sudden this internet thing came about, which really changed our world because now the software developers were going to somehow download their software to people. So we luckily had started working with some corporations that we sold diskettes to in printing some of their training manuals because the big corporations were a little slow and changing to the Internet. They still like to have like their official training printed on uh, hard copy. So things were going good. Uh, luckily, we were able to, to keep that, that business going, and then CDs and DVDs came about, and then the flash drives. Now we even make copies of giant programs for this guy named Jay Abraham. We put uh, all his information on a hard drive, which is, uh, I think it's called a terabyte of information. Right. It's unbelievable. So, I mean, you've really had to evolve from a business that people physically got stuff and watching how the industry has changed to a digital world. I mean, that's not something that a lot of companies can do. How do you think you were able to successfully transition and create new product lines for your clients when the world has gone so, I just want to click and download? Yeah. Well, I think I think the secret was um, really um, kind of simple in that we, we always listened to what our customers needed. And whenever they asked for something, we tried to figure out a way of getting them what they wanted. And because that was our simple mission, we were always able to adapt from when people wanted software cartons, you know, we printed those. And then people started thinking, well, let's put our stuff in binders, you know, for corporate training. So we so we worked on um, binders. So I really think it's uh, it's the, the listening to the needs of the clients. And what we always did was we always tried to figure out a way where we could be flexible so we could offer flexible solutions. And I think that's the reason we've been so successful. And one part that I haven't talked about uh, yet, but you had asked about is... Which we're going to talk about after the commercial break. <laughs> uh, okay. So as we go into the commercial break, I'd like everybody to think about, are you listening? Because this is a great thought and question that Joe just put out there. Are you listening to the needs of your client or are you saying this is what they want? Tweet out how you're listening to your clients today. We'll be right back with more from Joe Foley. So, Joe, before the break, you shared with us a really brilliant piece of wisdom about you've been listening to the needs of your clients as opposed to saying, well, this is what they should want. And I don't think a lot of people really get that part of it. They they say they want to help their clients, but in their own way, they want to do what they want to do. How do you respond to something like that? Well, it's it's something that I have to keep the entire team focused on all all times, like because uh, a lot of times the natural tendency is to offer your clients like 
the things that you're like really good at doing or you know like like for us uh, if we get orders that are a thousand quantity that's kind of like the easiest for us that's the most efficient use of all our resources but people don't want to order a, a thousand of anything anymore now now the you know there's a focus on ordering the correct amount and being careful with digital printing people like to order you know 50 or 100 so so we have to respond to what our clients need cuz i think that's the the key to to businesses so we just focus on that at all times but you have to balance it as well right joe i mean you have to shape your business to be flexible but sometimes what if it doesn't fit with what your clients are asking for and it's not cost effective how do you how do you decide whether you can make something work or not well we it sounds kind of simple when I I hear my answer in my brain, but we we give it our best shot, and if it's not a perfect fit, we'll we'll just we'll just tell our clients. We'll say, you know, I think it sounds like what's best for you is this, and that's not an exact fit for our service. So we'll we'll try to help them um, find maybe a maybe a better fit for their needs. You know, like if it's business cards, we we might send them to Vistaprint or to Kinkos or something. Because we want, we just want to help people. That way, uh, you know, when their needs change, they'll they'll think of us. And I know. When they talk to somebody that needs help, they'll give us referrals. It's a very go giver mentality. Yeah. It's one of my favorite books from Bob Berg and John David Mann, The Go-Giver. You, you very much live that. I mean, even when I said to you, what would you say the theme is of your life and your and your business? And you said, deliver value in all you do with passion and enthusiasm personally and professionally. Right. Yeah, that's what, that's what makes me tick. I wake up every morning and uh, first thing I'm excited about is you know, getting a good good mindset. Of course, I'm looking forward to a hug from my wife and daughter when they get up. And I just constantly want to give to people, provide some value. And every time I do that, it makes me feel good. So, you yeah. mentioned mindset. Do you have um, a morning ritual or a daily practice? that helped you stay in mindset, and how do you define mindset? Okay, well, yeah, I'm kind of a nut about um, mindset because uh, I've learned so much from my clients. I have some really cool clients that are, you know, experts in uh, in mindset, so I've had the luxury of getting a lot of good advice, but I, uh, I get up super early. I love the to just wake up, have a big glass of water, sit down in the silence, and I just kind of stop and think, try to keep my, kind of just experience the silence for a few minutes. Then I uh, I check on uh, my phone. I have some affirmations that I read. It's about a, 
I'd say maybe like 10, 10 paragraphs from every part of my life just kind of reminding me that what my my mission here on in the world is keeps me grounded. You know, little focus on the health, being a great dad, you know, being a good leader at work, being a good person in the community, you know, giving back with charity. They're, they're all kind of common sense things, but if you don't stop and think about them every day, you just get so caught up in the in the rat race. So that's why I, I think that the early morning, you know, being grounded with your your affirmations and your rituals is the key to successful life. Did you write your own affirmations, or did they come from another source? No, I I wrote wrote my own. Although I'm starting to believe that because I I read so much positive attitude stuff and things about mindset and there's all these great quotes you know on the internet I'm always uh, checking out uh, quotes on uh, Instagram and Facebook buddies starting to wonder what's really my own material there's just so much good stuff out there but I always take things that I see and customize them for me, you know, so it's it's in my actual own voice. Now, you've worked with some of the top personal development people around today and, and even over the last 32 years. How have they influenced you to be a better you and a better company? Well, um, we've... A long time ago, I think maybe 15 or 20 years ago, we had this cool kind of famous client called uh, Earl Nightingale and Vic Conan. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was back when they put their stuff on video cassettes. And uh, that was kind of the first, the first kind of cool superstar. And then, then I met a guy... Uh, through it was a referral from uh, Vic Conant. His name was Mac Anderson, and he started this company called uh, Simple Truths. And that's one of my morning rituals too. Is a their little square coffee table style books, and you know, kind of short, maybe like fifty pages. I think there's over like a hundred of these books now. And I am just a crazy nut about these things. They. I belong to this club where I get a new one uh, every month. And uh, Mac is uh, just an incredible man. I was I was really a nervous wreck to meet him. And then he goes, well, I'll come to your office. And this guy, in, you know, comes in uh, blue jeans and a golf shirt. And I was all prepared to be all intimidated. And then I found out that, He's the nicest man, the easiest person to talk to. Like, I I felt like, um, you know, like we were related, almost like a, um, grandfather or family or or even father. I love it. So he's living the simple truths that he talks about. So he's a very authentic individual. Unbelievably, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go into the news break. So. Um, Think about your morning practice, everyone, and 
if you have one, tweet out to at the Laura Stewart and let me know what your practice is because I'm revolving and evolving mine into I don't know what yet. But we'll be right back with more from Joe Foley. Now, Joe, you talk about, and I know this from personal interaction with you, that you really work with heart-centered entrepreneurs and organizations who want to make a positive impact. And now, you know, like you're known as one of the preeminent providers of crowdfunding reward fulfillment. And you see so many heart-centered entrepreneurs and things really having to use crowdfunding to build their businesses. How did you get involved with crowdfunding reward fulfillment? And really, what is that? Okay. Well, it is still uh, something new and uh, exciting, this crowdfunding thing. But I guess... uh, how I how I learned to, learned about it was through, uh, as usual, one of my cool clients. This guy's named uh, Peter Diamandis. He, oh, I love Peter. He oh. wrote the book Abundance, which actually changed my life from worrying about the future to focusing on the the good side of it, which is the all the things that are improving o- over the last. Uh, hundred years. He's a guy I totally want on my show. I'm still trying to figure out how to get him on. I've met him. And oh, he's, he's unbelievable. He's amazing. Everybody should have that book, Abundance, by the way, by Peter Diamandis. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> the subtitles, The Future is Better Than You Think. So so whenever you're worrying about all the bad news on the new, in the news, check out this book and it'll tell you all the cool things that are happening in the world. And of course, uh, one of the things he points out is that, you know, there's companies like, uh, you know, Kodak that used to be a Fortune 100 company, and they actually invented digital photography, but they missed that opportunity. They didn't they didn't think that was going to be a hit, and, you know, now they're out of business. So he got me thinking about what was my company going to do if there was – no more CDs or DVDs, even though I'm still actually making more in 2016 than we did in 2015, I still have to realize that they're not going to be around forever. I think still they have a good five or ten years left, but he he said you got to think about services that, you know, are going to last for a longer time. And one of the newest things is this thing called crowdfunding, which is where people go online and they there's certain platforms they're called. One's Kickstarter, another's Indiegogo, and there's several other ones. But people get an opportunity to say, hey, I'm thinking about starting this business and I, I just need to raise uh, this amount of money. You know, you just come right out and ask for what you need. Say, I'm looking to get $25,000 to get this business going. And if you give me a, I mean, if you make a $100 donation, I'll give you this DVD. If you make a $500 donation, you get some other kind of reward. So that's what the reward part of it is. And that's what I would be focused on. Because we can print everything from, uh, you know, coffee cups to mouse pads to anything that, you know, has your name printed on it. And then we can do the fulfillment like we do now for C 
CDs and DVDs and information marketing products. Um, just to tell you a little more about crowdfunding, I thought, I thought I'd mention something uh, kind of cool. There was this this crowdfunding campaign. It sounds a little silly. It was for this thing called the Coolest Cooler. And somebody had this idea of having a cooler that instead of just having a, a top so you could put some ice in there, it had a radio, all this other cool features, you know, a seat and electric plug. It was a really cool cooler. But it became so popular that people started um, actually ordering these coolers before they were even made. So that's one thing about crowdfunding is you can actually find out if a business idea is going to be a hit. So it's, it has a lot of proof of concept. Yeah. Of what you're trying to do. And there's so much money worldwide going into the crowdfunding campaigns. Actually, more money is being put into the crowdfunding campaigns than than all the venture capitalism, that uh, all the venture money that used to be the way that people used to start businesses. And they, would, they would go to these guys and borrow money. But you'd have to give up a piece of your business most of the time in order to do that. Right. Now, why do you think crowdfunding has become so popular? Uh, I think the Internet makes it so incredibly exciting. Like, I, I like to just browse through crowdfunding campaigns, and so many of them are for good causes. You know, they're not so much like inventing a new product. Or I have a client um, that I really like. His name's Jeff Jeff Hayes. He he raises money to do these really cool documentaries. So, so he comes up with the idea of what he wants to. He's a filmmaker, so he comes up with the idea of what he wants to make a really cool documentary about, whether it's uh, you know health the nutrition or, you know, pharmacy stuff. And he raises the money, and then he goes out and makes a five-star video. And then as a reward for your contribution, you you might get a, a really cool uh, uh, poster or, uh, you know, 10-pack of DVDs to share with people or a copy of a book, that kind of stuff. Now. When you say you cruise around on the crowdfunding sites, does that give you insights into what your business might need to morph into because of what you're seeing? And if so, why? Oh, it seems like the it's, it gives you an opportunity to see where all the new ideas are um, for people to start um, new businesses and... There's a lot of, uh, like we were talking about, the heart-centered entrepreneur stuff. There's so many good causes that are uh, that you can find in on crowdfunding uh, platforms. You can find out, uh, you know, people raising money for their school classroom, or uh, there's anything you can think of on there, and it does help you learn what people need. So you can create a whole other business around just looking at what's going out there on crowdfunding and saying, well, there seems to be a need because there's they're funding this. 
right. or they're not funding this, so maybe there isn't a need, or is it just because they don't know how to market their their Kickstarter or Indiegogo campaign? Yeah, I think I think uh, it is uh, super. It it looks kind of easy when you first look at it, but there is like you were saying um, with the marketing there. There is some you really need to have someone that's really knowledgeable on the subject to give you the good advice on how to do it. There's some resources available to uh, to learn, but it would be good to, to have a mentor in that area. Now, you've been in business for so long. Marketing must have changed for you. And I know you get a lot of word-of-mouth referrals, which are the best in the world, and then you used to be at everybody's shows, everybody's event, disc.com had a booth. What's changed for you around your own marketing and what advice could you give to a business that's really launching out there and needs to do some marketing? Well, we, I think uh, naturally people think of their website as the, you know, first thing to, to focus on for marketing and that's something we're working on now and always kind of working on, but we have a major campaign to improve our web, website. We want it to be so um, informative and not be, you know, boring. And so we want people to kind of enjoy visiting our website, finding out what we're all about, have all the really useful tools, it's like what I was talking about earlier about always delivering value. Like I want our website to be a place where people go to find interesting um, articles or where they find advice. You don't want to go to a website that's just about selling. So we, we try to really uh, add value in our website. And then, but honestly, the... Like you said, the thing that's really helping us is the is the word of mouth, and people always say, "Well, well, how do you how do you get so many referrals?" And we really focus on just providing incredible service. We're kind of like a a simple operation where we just try to give incredible service and hope we get a referral. It's not a very complicated strategy. In the old days, of course, we used to advertise in, in magazines, you know, call us 800 number, and that used to be, that used to work. And then we, we did go to a lot of uh, uh, trade shows and stuff, and that, that used to work pretty good. But now we really um, just hang out with our clients. Like when we go to um, we go to events where our clients are the the speakers. That way, um, we're there to help them, and uh, we do a lot of event materials. Like we, you know, the lanyards and the banner banners, almost anything you could think of that has to do with a live event. So that's an, another way how we've changed our marketing to continue the same thing, which is always trying to provide the value. And it sounds like you're going where your potential clients are as well. Since you're going to events that are run by your clients, they're 
their clients or potential clients are typically somebody you would like to do business with as well. So you're going where they are. Right. And then, as usual, we're always trying to provide them with what they need. So, like when we we um, helped with your your book, and I think uh, did like some. Um, you did my bookmarks for me, and you did some order forms for me, and you you sponsored me giving out books at an event that I was the keynote speaker at. Yeah, and then that um, thankfully. I, I met you, and um, you had that incredible, great idea. And then um, we've done done more of that, and I think, you know, making book so many people have books, and so now we can make a custom bookmark for people. Yeah. That That's how we, uh, you know, get our ideas is um, just see what's working and what people people like. Okay, perfect. And we're going to go into our last commercial break. So think about, as we go into the commercial break, what do your clients want? I know I'm asking that question again, but I really want you to be thinking about that during this show. We'll be right back. Excuse me. How much does personal legacy play into all that you do? That is my number one focus in in life. I'm um, turning 59 in a couple of weeks, and I... I love being a a dad more than anything in the world, and um, and I really enjoy being uh, the leader of a team of a hundred people, you know, at work. And I love all my great clients, but the thing that I'm looking for is uh, legacy. I think because I've I've got I've met so many really cool people, and I'm thinking, heck, I want to provide some kind of uh, legacy in the form of um, I really like to maybe develop some kind of causes that my company and I can totally focus on. I'm currently working with a consultant right now to try to to identify. I'd like to have like something that's a global initiative and then maybe something for just the U.S. and then something in our local community that would be the three causes that we focus on. Any thoughts on what that might look like for you? Yeah, like like locally we we like the big big brothers, big sisters and the United Way is right right next door to uh the company. So they are our big buddy of ours. And then on the US scale I have a friend and client is that formed a nonprofit that helps the soldiers that are being transitioned. It's called the American Dream U. So that might be our our U.S. Uh, cause. Because there's all these incredible humans, men and women that gave to their country, and they're basically getting laid off. You know, kind of downsized as. The military is getting smaller and smaller. So I think it's about 20,000 people a month are, uh, you know, adding to the to the workforce. And these people are so dedicated, and uh, now all of a sudden they, they need to find a job or start a business. So. Oh, and it's not just them. It's their families as well because they lose housing. They lose a lot of other things, so they really need to 
be supported by the community. I mean, yeah. it's very appropriate since yesterday was Memorial Day to actually be talking about uh, a military focus. Yeah, I watch so many um, um, cool uh, um, videos and stuff yesterday, and um, yeah, I definitely definitely want to help the soldiers. And then worldwide, it seems like uh, there's so many. Um, it's the women and and children. You know, I want them to get uh, clean water and nutrition and an opportunity to to learn. So I'm passionate about all all that stuff. And that's all part of your personal legacy. So that drives everything you do with your business. Yes, and and even so, I'm, I'm going to get to the point where on our uh, website we're going to only encourage companies that have that same kind of attitude. Like, if you're out to be greedy, selfish business, you know, I'd kind of like you to go somewhere else. But in the last year, I did uh, this big project for, uh, it was called The Truth About Cancer. And we were working, it was the biggest order of our career, and everybody was working, uh, you know, around the clock, and... When we we were so exhausted, all hundred of us, and we started thinking about how good we felt knowing that we were working on something that was so badly needed, you know. Right. So now we're thinking, for the next twenty years, we want to focus on doing projects that help the the world, that have some type of social impact, not just you know money making stuff, you know. Well, they say when you make an impact, the money will follow. I mean, you you are in business, and you do need to keep things running so that you can enable that happening. So I think it's great that you're looking at that. I know I've referred a number of my clients to you over the years, and they've always been incredibly satisfied, whether you're printing CDs for them or classroom material or copies of their self-published books that they can sell. And um, I'm always grateful for that. So you're personal legacy has definitely impacted me oh thanks and and it it feels so good and we like to uh, even though we have some you know big clients you know like P- peter diamandis it's just as fulfilling to help somebody print fit their first 50 books and you know help them with the cover help them with give them advice and um i think that's what makes us feel good at at this.com and everybody there has the same attitude of how can we help and deliver the highest value so how can my listeners who have been asking how they get in touch with you how can they get in touch with you well we do have an old-fashioned website called disk.com we got that back in 1995 so the, all the short ones are hard to find nowadays, but that's our website. And then my email is super simple because it's just joe at disc.com. That's funny. I always use the uh, the other one, the Jay Foley. <laughs> so yeah, joe at disc.com. I'm, I'm typing way too much, but I only had to type I know. Once. You're going with the full, uh, full last name. Any last thought you'd like to share with my listeners? Um. I just um, want to tell your listeners what 
I feel about you. What an, I'm so glad they're listening to you because you're such an incredible person. And if all your listeners are as cool as you are, we can change the world. I think if everybody could do, just focus on being the best they could for today, that good stuff's going to happen. I, I'm, you left me speechless there for a moment, Joe. Uh, thank you for that. That was thank you from my heart, and I'm I'm glad you're in my life. And thank you for taking a chance on me all those years ago. Well, you're an awesome woman who knows how to ask the right question. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. And for all my listeners out there, remember if you need help with doing any of the things that CorporateDisc.com does, um, Disc.com, check out Joe. I trust him. And remember, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking yourself today? Tweet out at the Laura Stewart and let me know. And if you need some help, email me, Laura at LauraStewart.com. Looking forward to talking to you all next week. And I'll be thinking about you on June 3rd on my birthday. been listening to it's all about the questions starring laura stewart connect with laura at it's all about the and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today